0: She's Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: What's happening? Where's Nuno at? Nuno. 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 He is, Nuno. He is calling. Nene.
2: <laughs> wow. Um, I'm working on trying to find our next guest. All right. Well, I mean,
1: I was just going to ask you about the, the, the NDAs. Yeah. Man.
2: I mean, we can have a real conversation. I mean, yeah. we don't know... <laughs> We in this So de- set it up uh, for set
1: it up for me because I'm I'm interested in trying to understand right. we, the NDAs.
2: Sure. We all know about NDAs in terms of athletes, Hollywood types, having people sign NDAs, whether if they come over to their home, relationships, that type of thing. Yes. There's a a young lady in Hollywood that allegedly has gentlemen sign an NDA and with, I think, a million-dollar penalty if they break it. And we were just, you know, we don't, we don't rock in that world, so we were just kind of curious about that stuff.
1: Well, what I, what I would say is, according to, to a news outlet in Yahoo.com, they, uh, I guess, interviewed Laura Harvey, um, who's a you know socialite, celebrity, child, Um, and she dates, you know, she, she, she's grown and she likes to date and whatever. And apparently I guess she has individuals sign NDAs, uh, while they're going out and dating, which I've never heard of before. I know NDAs when you go to parties because people have wild parties and you know, they like to wear masks and do all type of uh, wild things, and so they have people sign NDAs. You know how he always
3: talks about New York. This is some real LA stuff. They
1: no, have totally, masks. totally they have LA. Masks and stuff yeah, masks. Just, <laughs> Max, I can tell you off air. Trust me, but <laughs> I've never heard somebody say, "Hey, you're going out with me? You have to sign the NDA." This is some new stuff. And now you want a million dollars if it gets out or so. That's wild to me, Yates. I ain't never heard that. Man, it's you like put a, a million co- like a dollar
4: penalty, kicker. and you are
3: hoping they spill the beans.
4: It's like a contract kicker. Like you know, you
1: get X amount of catches, extra hundred thousand. Like you, you talk too much. You owe me a a, a mill, dog. Yeah, that's so I, weird, I, though. I like it. it. That, Control your bro. narrative, shorty. No, Control I don't think narrative. I could go out with you if you having me sign some paperwork. Like what? What? We're presented by progressive like miss insurance. me. Yeah, I miss me means forget about me. I'm signing that joint, though. I'm not even going to hold Max. You just in case you wanted to hear miss me. That means like. Miss me like oh, you I go know. why you, miss and, me. Since yeah, I started doing me. this
3: show, I, I you can miss me with that <laughs> all day. <laughs>
1: yeah, go miss me. I don't give a damn how good looking, uh, pretty, all that. I don't care. I'm not signing some paperwork so we can go on a date. That doesn't make any sense to me, Max. I'm signing it in blood. No questions asked. <laughs> I ain't gonna say. That. I ain't gonna tell nobody <laughs> yeah. nothing. Show me
3: the paperwork. Put my immortal soul on the
1: line. I, I, I'm not going to be able to do it. Can't do it now. If you tell me to come to your party at your house, that's different. I respect that, but I can't to go Hold out. Up, with you'll You sign match? an NDA to go to a party to go out with you. What date? Mm-hmm. I ain't going no date. That would I, that, that would be me all the time. I, ain't, I,
3: think I ain't gonna But if you but NDA if you're talking
1: time. about a party because there's so many different people at this party mm-hmm. that. I'd sign it because you're signing it, and we're all at this party. I don't want you knowing what I'm doing. You don't want me doing what you're doing, and Uh I know there's people there. I'm okay with that. But me and you, 101? Why would I? For what? Because,
3: well, this is what for. If 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 you're not worried, don't don't date me. If you don't want people at a party talking, it might not work out. You don't know this person like that yet. So now you're dating them, and now you guys get intimate, and that includes in conversation. And you don't if if you want to sign it for a party because you don't want people to know you definitely don't want people to know your more intimate stuff. So it really you're just saying don't you going about out
1: it. with me? Then people gonna be zoom lensing from across the street as you want to sit on the sidewalk and sip the coffee as if you don't want to be seen. You put your hoodie on with your dark glasses, but you're sitting outside yeah. on the sidewalk in a
3: neon sweatshirt. In a neon <laughs> sweatshirt <laughs> yeah. on a
1: street where you know. People are going to see you. Facing come on, Max. The street, huh? Where do you want to like
3: sit? That? I want to sit facing Max. the street.
1: Yeah, Max, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I'll just give you a real quick one. Because I don't like, you know me, I hate telling my, my personal business in terms of dating history. So was a young lady I used to see years ago, way before, I mean, this is years ago. And she was in the Hollywood world. And she says, well, you know, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. But she takes me to a place. Well, we going to be seen. Like, come on, man. Right. You're telling me you don't, but yet still we go to somewhere that's hot as fish grease. Let me explain
3: something about everyone, including <laughs> me, you, everyone in this business, everyone who makes a living in front of a camera or a microphone. It's all about ego. The, the, it's not like you were walking down the street one day and then suddenly this camera dropped out of the sky and put you. No, people in this business, and that includes Hollywood, everything, people in front of cameras have a need for attention. For whatever reason, they all have their own psychological histories and all that. It's a need for attention, period. So if you're dating an actor or an actress, believe me, they want to, even the ones who claim, "Oh no, I'm really an introvert. I just want to express." My, they're, 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 they want attention. They
5: want oh, attention, God. of
3: course. Really? Nicholas, in North Carolina, we were talking Lamar Jackson's injury. What you got, Nicholas?
6: Yeah, how you doing, guys? Hey, let me say this one one thing real quick. You guys are like a cup of coffee in the morning. I can't do it without you. The first thing I want to say, Lamar yes. Jackson, you know, he he won the Heisman when he was 19 years old. He's 26 now. He's been running around on those legs for like for like seven years now. He's got old legs. As far as I'm concerned, if the Ravens if the Ravens give him any more than three years guaranteed, at uh, at say 100 and, 105 thousand dollars, thirty five thousand yeah. dollars, thirty five million dollars. 30, uh, 35 million dollars a year hundred and 105 million dollars total guaranteed they'd be crazy if they want to give him five years they they should only guarantee the three at about 90 million so he's damaged goods right now guys and uh, I think that uh, i think he needs a new mother because his mother is his, his, his agent and she they should have they should have taken care of this deal long ago so well, um, you don't want to say trouble you
3: don't want to talk about a guy's mom saying he needs wait a new mom, but there's right? two things but, that yeah
1: that he's wrong about. It's two things. One, he's not running around and banged up. He got injured because he landed on his knee in the pocket. But it is still, it is still a big injury. And Wait, not only for him, but as many quarterbacks that played a long time in college, a long time in the pros that get banged up and broken up. Kyler Murray just got his money, banged up, broken up, got paid. Okay, Russell Wilson banged up his finger, got paid. Okay, uh, Tom Brady towards ACL, went on to have a Hall of Fame, best quarterback in the history of the game, paid, no problem. Joe Burrow, ACL, took his team to the Super Bowl, is going to get paid. Now, as far as his mother goes, that's not his agent. She is not a licensed agent. Okay, she is uh, instrumental in his life in helping him navigate through certain things. Not only that, they have qualified people in the background that are lawyers that they refer to and lean on for the help. Lamar is talking to the team. His mother's not a licensed agent, so the teams can't talk directly to his mother. So I just wanted to clear that up. Hey, Key, I want
3: to I want to mention something now, and there's an obvious racial component to it because there's oftentimes a a in, in, and you notice it just culturally in our you know a. A lot of when it comes time for treatment of one type of player or person, there's a certain standard set. And then for another type of person, there's another standard set, right? And a lot of times that breaks down along racial lines. We see it in the way people interact with other people in places of business, law enforcement, et etc. et cetera. And, and then also in these situations sometimes when it comes time – for a, a guy to get paid or a certain kind of guy to get paid, especially if he plays in a way that was stereotypically assigned to a group of people. right? So, so in the case of Lamar Jackson, sometimes I get the feeling like, for example, with his contract. Uh, let's say this guy brings up a point. Hey, this is a pretty big injury he's coming off of. Given his style and the fact that he's, he's put so many miles on his legs, I would be hesitant to give him the max long-term highest money deal. How much of your reaction to that is a knee-jerk kind of like, oh, oh, wait, hold on, slow down, time out. Now that it's time for him to get paid, it's somehow (laughs) different than everyone else? And how much of it is your actual cold football analysis?
1: It's all football. It has nothing to do with You see why I asked the question, though? Yeah, but in certain instances, there are situations that come up that are like that. But I can point to many situations that are not. Mm. Dak Prescott broke his foot or ankle. And it was hanging off the bone. Okay? Didn't know what was gonna happen. Dude got paid. Okay? Yeah, top they of the gave him, They gave him his money before they even knew what he could do again. Right. So, and he's black. Yep. Russell Wilson is black and hurt. His finger got traded, got paid. Kyler Murray's been in and out of the lineup his entire career. He's black in the state of Arizona and got paid. So I don't, you know,
3: well, listen, I just if think. If it, it it's, was me, Lamar had already gotten 231. As soon as Deshaun signed the contract, yeah, but it's a, but it's here's a your 231.
1: Different, every organization and owners are different. Steve Busciotti has always been a guy who rewarded his players. Mm-hmm. They just paid Roquan Smith after they traded him. So they can use the tag on Lamar to figure out what to do. But there's a lot of, does Steve Busciotti have, $240 million to drop into escrow. So why is it
3: that people, real quick, because we're up against, but why is it that people do seem to want to treat Lamar differently than other quarterbacks? What is it? That he's on a different team.
1: If he was on the Cowboys, he'd have got paid by now. If you he should. was on Arizona, he'd have got paid by now. If he was on the Denver Broncos with a new billionaire owner who just bought the team, he'd have got paid by now. That's
3: why I'm saying there's a chance he might be on another team because he's going to
1: get paid. If he was in Buffalo and doing what Josh or doing, the same things he's doing now, Brandon Bean would have paid him. It's a different organization, make up different situations and different rules.
3: Keyshawn J. Willimax, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Which players can turn this weekend into a big payoff? You no, know, we love counting people's money, Key. A big payoff They're after they sign the NDA. After they signed the DNA, the DNA, the NDA. You have me saying N-D-N-A now. Keyshawn J. William Max, ESPN Radio.
4: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Grainger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max.
1: I like the Giants in this situation, too. I feel like that secondary get some of those guys back, a Dory Jackson company. I feel like defensively they could do some things, put some pressure on Minnesota. Minnesota's really good when people come at them with pressure. They, they, don't, they don't shy away from Blitzen and Kirk Cousins and Jamar Jefferson, but in this situation, I'm just going to take the Giants. I guess we can change things.
3: Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, are presented by Progressive Insurance. Could big performance, performances by players such as Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Brock Purdy, and others, could that have an effect on their futures? Here is Osi Uminyura two-time Super Bowl champion with, here's my shirt. Here we go. It's the R-Way New York shirt the Giants sent me. My beloved New York football Giants. Here's you are earlier on this very program.
0: Massive game for him, a massive game for him. Obviously, he's had a very, very good season. Uh, injury plague last year, but now he has come back to the guy who everybody thought he was. He has to justify the fact that he was the number two overall pick, and he has done that and more. So going into the playoffs, this is where things really, really count, especially if you're a New York fan, if you're a Giants fan. You know the legacy we have there. A lot is riding on this guy's shoulders, and I believe he can actually deliver. So he has to go out there and perform the way we know he's capable of performing, and the New York Giants have to have to remunerate him. They have to pay him accordingly, and I think they'll do just that.
3: He's talking about Saquon Barkley. That's the who the he referred to, but he might as well have been talking about Daniel Jones, right? Because both guys. And by the way, and then the same might apply for Geno Smith or Brock Purdy, Key. Eh?
1: Yeah, and look, I don't know about Brock Purdy um, because you're talking about, what, a five-game run, six-game run. You're talking about playoffs and maybe to the Super Bowl, but he falls into a Nick Foles situation where now you got Trey Lance that they gave up a million things for who happened to get hurt Okay, we didn't really see him at his full potential because if you remember, the first game of the year in Chicago was a monsoon, so you couldn't really that you don't know what that you sloppy you don't know what that is. He never got a chance to take off. Um, in terms of Geno Smith, he'll get he'll get something. I don't know what the something is. They'll sign him to a small deal, three year deal, not not too long because he is up in there a little bit of age. Give me the years in the number. Come on. Uh, I would say they probably give him three ninety. Right. 390 with 60 guaranteed. Pretty nice. Yeah, that come on man, that's a come up. Yeah, man, That two was almost out the league, so he earned it. You know, he earned all of it. And then when you talk about Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones will probably you know you you've got to pay him. You know, you got to pay him according to his value. Ryan Tannehill ish, maybe three uh, years, With old. a little bit of a little bit of fluff on it because. Because we're at a different time than when Tannehill signed a couple years three ago. Three years,
3: hundred million key, thirty-three and something like that for three years. At this point, if he wins a playoff game, he's you know, probably got to
1: be—he's probably got to be closer to thirty-five a year, maybe three years, one year.
3: yeah, Remember, I said four or five games in because I knew it was, the price was. Yeah, going you
1: give him—you could give him, give him three a three years, year.
3: seventy-five. You said nah, it's going to be more like three years, ninety at the time. I think well, it's it just went up.
1: Now. He's over a hundred in my yeah, estimate right great. now, and out of that hundred, if you can give him. You can give me three years of buck fifteen, and three years of buck fifteen with about eighty-five fully guaranteed.
3: That's if he wins a playoff game. If he doesn't win a playoff yeah. game, three years buck oh5 So basically, what I'm saying is, this playoff game could be worth about ten million dollars to Daniel Jones.
1: Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Because because when you have
3: a guy, it's funny you bring up Tannehill, athletic guy, high pick like Daniel Jones, first round. He always a bust, and then in the right situation, he looked good. But with guys like that. Well, he was with Adam Gase. Huh?
1: Yeah. He was with Adam Gase. Well, well, listen, by
3: the way, same thing with Daniel Jones, right? Bad situation. Bad coaches. Okay. With guys like that, though, Key, who don't set the world on fire like Justin Herbert, oh my God, right? Or Jalen Hurts. Look at this guy. With guys like that, I think you have to show that you can be the best version of yourself when it matters most. The other guys, even if you get some diminished version of them, it's still a pretty good player. But these kind of guys, who are like guys who watch them, go, "Oh no, they're good. He's good, but he's not great. He's got to be minimum his normal self under pressure, if not better than that. But,
1: then you earn your money." But the reason, here's what I'm gonna say, man. Just follow me here, Max, and pay attention now, okay? Oh, listen. Remember, the reason you feel the, GM. The, the, the the reason you feel this way, yeah, because Daniel Jones. Started off bad. The whole thing was bad. What if he'd have started off with Brian Dable as his head coach in year one?
3: Totally different
1: story. Would you be feeling a? You, you see what I'm saying? I do. So now let's go out west to San Francisco. You want to play? You want to pay Brock Purdy, right? You want to give him some money?
3: I give him some. Dough, you yeah. want to
1: give him some money? Yep. But guess what he did? He started out what? Yeah, in a perfect situation. Right, in a perfect yeah. situation where it's like, oh my God, he's with Kyle Shanahan, he's with the defense, he got Christopher McCaffrey, everything is lined but, up but perfectly. Key, but key,
3: they're like Mac Jones was in a good situation last year, and no, it he was wasn't. still like, nah, it, that wasn't. Look, they, they fooled you, made you think. No, no, that. no, no, no but, but that's my point. You never looked good? at Mac Jones and said, no, I said he was in a good situation. But even though he was in a good situation, in the sense that part. It, that Belichick took care of him, didn't ask him to do too much, all that. And even then, we still had questions. I was like, oh, he might turn out to be good. That's a really nice rookie season, but now let's see him take the next step. Brock Purdy, to me, just eyeball test, looks better than Mac Jones did last
1: year. He just looks like he can do a little bit. It don't even look close to me. I don't care. Dan Olowski can come on and tell me I'm crazy. I don't know what I'm talking about all day long. It doesn't look close to me. Yeah, they look close.
3: That's what I'm saying. So, there's a different. So, even when the situation is right, man, you got something or you don't. Guys like Jones and Tannehill
1: and these kind of guys. But it didn't look right to me in college. With who? With Mac Jones. Okay, okay, it didn't yeah, look yeah no, right. no.
3: But getting off Mac Jones, what I'm saying is when you are good but not great. We need to see you be your best self when it matters most. That's why to me the playoffs do loom large for Daniel Jones. Even
1: if he even if Daniel Jones wet the bed against Minnesota. Yep. I'm not gonna ding him for that. Mm-hmm. You know why? It's his first playoff experience. Mm-hmm. It's his no first receivers. shot. Yeah. I've watched many quarterbacks and players wet the bed in their first opportunity. Lamar it Jackson just, it just happened that way. Yep. It's just sometimes – and I watch guys like Patrick Mahomes go on and do his deal, you know, and, and take his team to AFC Championship game and and was one toe away from going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I get all of that.
3: Adam in New Jersey. you got about 45 seconds. What's
6: going on, guys? I'm sorry to bring back this Lamar Jackson conversation. Let's do it. But um, I've been a Ravens fan, diehard Ravens fan all my life. been to like seven or eight games. And all I got to say, first, one thing I want to say is, if Greg Roman is still our OC by next season, I'm not going to spend a single dime on the Ravens. I'm not trying to watch 1960s football run, 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 run. So with that being said, I would be down to trade Lamar for a couple first-round picks, get a nice passer, get some receivers in, and just change the whole offensive scheme. What do you think, Key? I mean,
3: yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though. I mean, three first. if that's what you
1: you want to do, then you go right ahead and do it. If that's what you feel you want to do is get rid of Lamar Jackson because you don't think you could do what with Lamar? Win? Yeah,
3: and even if you think, even when I say the three first-round picks, a bird in the hand, man, worth two in the bush. In this case, maybe three.
1: Go get you, what's the dude from Kentucky, Levin? Go on, sign him. See how that work out for you. The NFL has made a change to a rule that
3: no one's paying attention to. But we ought to, and we will. Keyshawn J. Willemax.
7: slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash unsportsmanlike.
0: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will. And Max.
1: Harry and Fitz, baby. 12 noon, 3 p.m. Eastern. Who is Fitz? 22 Friday. Jason
2: Jason Stop! (laughs) Who? Don't answer him seriously, Harry. The
1: show is is called
3: Fitz and Harry. You got to check it out. It's noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. You said Fitz or or Fitz? Fitz. Jason Fitz, co-host of the sensational new hit show. Fitz and Harry, that's noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and watch ESPN. He's hosting the playoff preview with the pros. That's with Keyshawn Johnson and Harry Douglas. You can tune in all weekend to hear it. What's going on, Fitz? I am just living
5: that dream, man. Having a blast every day, hanging out with my buddy Harry Douglas. So uh, thanks for having me on.
3: Yeah, it's uh, great to have you. Uh, Key, I'd like to introduce you to somebody.
5: Yes, oh. This
3: gentleman name is named Jason Fitz.
5: Oh, that's me, yeah. Yeah. Hi, hi, hi Key. Hi, Jason. <laughs> you know, I, I thought I was coming on with Larry Johnson. I didn't know it was Keyshawn Johnson, but it's okay. Like, you know, a big UNLV fan growing up, I was really hoping. But that's it's, it's fine. You know, Keyshawn, no, Keyshawn's, I, Keyshawn's I, good, I, too. No, I'm...
1: They kept saying Fritz. I thought they were talking about Larry Fitzgerald, Oh
5: yeah, but then it's Jason Fitz. See, the fun fact you didn't need is that my last name is only Fitz, so all the people out there that are like Ian Fitzsimmons at ESPN and Larry Fitzgerald, they're all just stealing my oh. name. Like, I'm only Fitz. Like, everybody else, other Fitz. Like, why not go, like, Larry Gerald instead of Larry Fitz? You know, why Why was it Fitz Magic instead of, like, Patrick Magic? I don't know. Like, I'm only Fitz. That's it. Fitz. You know what? You just, what it just
1: reminded me of something. We were talking. I might be man I might have to come off the bench. Wow, what's up? Play special teams. Well, I Woo! mean what? we deep we deep at the receiver position. <laughs>
3: at ESPN?
1: Yeah, I just realized that. What? When I said Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, La- Larry oh, Fitzgerald, <laughs> Randy Moss, Woo! Harry Douglas. Well, Randy Moss is starting. We
3: could
5: talk yeah, about Randy Moss is else at the that. top. That's yeah, what right? I said, I'm going
1: to have to come off the bench. Now nah, you run a three receiver set. You, you I'm the fourth guy. Who's four? Who's I mean,
5: three? Andrew Hawkins works a lot on digital. Had a, had a nice career with the Bills, with the Bengals, and the Browns. I like Hawk a lot too. You might have some competition there. Yeah, Keith, we, we got to go
1: small. five wide for me to get in.
5: I think I think uh, I think as long as
3: we account for Randy Moss, you're on the field with the <laughs> starters. Key. Okay. Uh, Jason Fitz. Yes. Um, where do you think the best landing spot is? We've been talking about this a bit today. Uh, for Derek Carr, Key and I have talked a lot about the Jets. Someone brought up the Saints. People have talked about the Patriots. Where do you think is the bet Dolphins, maybe, depending on what happens with Tua? Where's the best spot for
5: him? Yeah, I think, you know, realistically, wherever he goes, he's going to win a lot of football games. Derek Carr's not great, but he's very good. And he has a couple of games a year that, that make you say, what the hell? I, I worry about him in New, New York because, frankly... You know, he's sort of an emotional guy, you know, and and you think about the New York media market, what that can do. There's a lot of familiarity with Dennis Allen, and he obviously – I wonder about the Saints. It would make sense there. I think the Jets would offer him a king's ransom. Is that where he would play the best? No. I mean, uh, unfortunately, through all of this, for for people that love the Patriots being bad, I think the Patriots are squarely at the top of that list. Josh McDaniels obviously knows everything there is to know about Derek Carr. He he calls his buddy. Belichick tells him all the ins and outs. Belichick decides what he wants, but... Man, you put him somewhere where there's a little bit of stability organizationally. You put him somewhere where the defense can play. Uh, we've seen Derek Carr have very, very good years at times. So I, I still think Derek Carr can win Super Bowls. I just don't think it was ever going to happen uh, with the Raiders. So I like the Patriots or the Jets the most.
1: See, I, I, I don't like the Patriots fits because they got to get a new offensive coordinator. The fact that you just mentioned McDaniel Belichick. I don't think that McDaniel is going to be like, ah, he was was this, 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 and this, and we loved him, and I'm like, but you should take him. You know, so I I don't think that, you know what I'm saying? It's like he's not going to pull that on Belichick. I think when you look at it on the surface of things, I like the Jets. I like New Orleans. Because I didn't even think about New Orleans. I like New Orleans, and I like Miami if they do something with Tua. New England, to me, just... They're not a Super Bowl-ready team. He needs to be with a Super Bowl quarterback-type playoff team. And I don't know that the Patriots are that. Yeah, Fitz, Fitz, that's the number one thing. You
3: say, like, oh, McDaniels and, and, and uh, Belichick. But if McDaniels getting rid of the guy, right? Like, why would Belichick want him?
5: Yeah, uh, the only th- side to that I'd say is that, you know, at least a lot of the reporting when Mark Davis des- was deciding who to hire – he talked to Belichick, and Belichick was big on you should look at Josh, right? So I, I wonder, to Key's point, I totally understand that. Maybe you don't want to help the master if you've been the student. That that makes a lot of sense. Well, but no, it's no, not that. No, no, that. it's that they don't think that much of him or yeah, get you don't, rid
1: of him. Well, yeah, exactly. Like If I thought of you such, you were the greatest uh, guy in the world and this, that, and the other, but I'm having you walk out the door because, I mean, I'm trying to keep you.
5: I'm not trying to get rid of you. That, that all makes a ton of sense until you include Mark Davis in this. And, you know, I think it was the athletic at the time that said that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were comfortable continuing to play uh, Derek Carr through the end of the season. And it was Mark Davis was like, Nope, this thing is done. So, I, I'm not sure that the coaching staff was as so out on him. Mark
1: Davis, they in trouble if they listening well, yeah. to he
5: man. I no, no doubt about that. Like that's the one thing, and y'all can appreciate this. I think when we look at teams that are bad, so often we look at the coaching, we look at the GM. Like I think everybody needs to look at their favorite team's owner and ask themselves a really difficult question: Absolutely. What happens when your owner sucks at hiring people? Because yeah. then all you're doing is repeating the cycle every single time. Yeah, no, he, he. I didn't know he was meddling
1: though. It sounds like to me, from you, that he's meddling with the roster. By telling them to move on from Derek Carr, you're never going to... Mark
3: Davis is a guy who's shown impeccable judgment his whole life. Just look at the haircut. So he's He's walking around going, you see this haircut? I could wear my hair anyway, and I choose this. That's because my taste is perfect, and I'm going to apply that to football. You just watch what happens. Why wouldn't That's they take his word for it?
1: A he-man haircut. But there's it, only one owner that I would listen to when it comes to football. One owner. When it comes to roster X's and O's, one Jerry guy. Jones. Jerry Jones. Yeah. It's the only owner I'm listening to. The rest of y'all, I'm not listening to. Fitz, what about I'm what not about not touching it.
3: Like The thing I like about the Jets so much is I, the way I think about it, the defensive generation is about five years or so, right? and the Jets have some special defensive players together right now. They just burnt the first year together, right? And they have weapons on offense and everything, and their mistake has been trying to draft and develop a guy. But now that everything seems like all systems go, let's go, you just kind of want to parachute in a competent, professional experienced, still in his prime quarterback. It sounds like Derek Carr to me.
5: Yeah, I don't disagree, especially when you look at the weapons they have that he can use offensively, right? So, you look at the best years of Derek Carr when he had Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper both, he had numbers that put him in the MVP conversation until he got injured. When he had, uh, even this year, you know, for all the conversation about does Aaron Rodgers miss Devontae and vice versa, well, Devontae put up massive numbers in an offense that wasn't what it was supposed to be at all. I mean, Derek Carr got Zay Jones paid Derek Carr got Nelson Aguilar paid like he's been able to do a lot with a little at times and he's also been able to do a lot with a lot when he has weapons so yeah I think he immediately produces if he goes to the Jets
1: he didn't have in look man for whatever it's worth and you know this fits because you're a Raider fan and you follow this thing much like I do he didn't have a great coach in John Gruden I don't care what y'all say He'd get on the board and get to talking about quarterback this and quarterback that. What quarterbacks does he ever coach? Rich Gannon was already a made man when he had him with the Raiders. I mean, like, so when you start talking about the quarterback position, he wasn't in a good position. The best position he was in, in my opinion, is when he had Jack Del Rio running the show. That was the good position he was in. Then he gets a new head coach in Josh McDaniels who wants things done a certain way and, you know, a guy has to be somewhat of a fall guy with a new head coach to begin with. But with that being said, who should the Raiders go after and what should they do at the quarterback spot? Now that Derek Carr is
5: no longer going to be their quarterback. Think about Mark Davis. We were just talking about what Mark Davis loves. Mark Davis loves stars. The way he built the Vegas Aces. When he bought them, he got as many stars and a star head coach, right? Like, he loves big names. He got Gruden. He got McDaniels. He wants people that are household names. I think if you're the Raiders right now, knowing the way they do business, that means you're either going to try and move up to get the best quarterback in this draft, uh, whether that be Bryce Young, who's a little frail, or C.J. Stroud, who some people have some questions about. You're going to move up to get one of those guys, or you're going to try a King's Ransom to make a massive move to get somebody like Lamar. I mean, like the, at the end of the day, Mark Davis wants billboards. And you can see that in the way that he does business every step of the way. There is no patience in planning. It's always, who's the super famous supermodel I can put up that will help me uh, feel relevant in the NFL right now? That's Max the way Kellerman. he does business. So, Key, so
3: this is Jason Fitz. Yes, yeah, I, I know. Hi. With the name. Oh, it's we're just- going to
5: work together, too, Key. It's going to be great. You know,
3: honestly, yeah, I thought Fitz was the, short uh, for something. I thought it was a show business name.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jason's going to be hosting a playoff preview with the pros, and myself, and Harry Douglas. Um, that'll be fun. Over the weekends, doing the playoffs, you'll be having an opportunity to listen to our voices. There you on go. On ESPN Radio. So that'll
3: be fun. Catch playoff preview with Bing the pros of Keyshawn, <laughs> Johnson, and Harry Douglas and Jason Fitz, who is co-host of Fitz and Harry, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and watch ESPN. Thanks, Fitz. You appreciate it. Thanks for having
5: me, guys. Have a great show.
3: Coming up next, Wild Card Weekend is here. We will tell you who wins and why. Keyshawn, J. Max, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're
7: traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room
3: at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
2: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C dot Keyshawn J. Willem-Max, the podcast.
3: Keyshawn J. Will and max ESPN Radio. And who do we have here? None other than the crazy man himself. I mean, Channon Crowder, former Dolphins linebacker, will tell you things about. All of us have stuff about ourselves that we don't tell other people because if we did, even though we know they got them too, they'd be like, man, what is the matter with you? And Channon Crowder either lacks that part of his brain or, oh my God, I can't even imagine the stuff you don't talk about. Channon Crowder, ladies and gentlemen, from the Pivot Podcast. What's going on, Shannon?
0: What's up, man? How y'all doing, brother? Hey. If you can't be yourself, who can you be? Everybody else is taken, baby. (laughs) I like everyone in the world to understand that what you are is what you are, Max. So, yes, I'm letting everybody know about what I do. No shame in your game. I love it. I
3: love it. Because, by the way, that takes guts. And most people don't really want to show people, like, you know, who they are, right? Because they they feel like there's some shame in the game. There is none. How
0: surprised were you? Who's judging me?
3: Right. Right. There you go. Yeah, exactly. How, How surprised were you? Or let me ask this. What was your reaction when you heard Tua was ruled out?
0: Um, I knew it. Down here, we know it. Three concussions, fellas. Like uh, It was what's going on in the league now. Ten years ago, I think he could have played. But what's going on in the league right now, I was like, yeah, three concussions. Very sensitive topic. And there weren't devastating hits. Like if Aaron Donald was to dump him on his head, I could see. But... They were, you know, just un- uniform wrap-up tackles, and his head was hitting the ground. So, down here in Miami, we were very skeptical about him playing the rest of the season after that third concussion. And then when the DeMar Hamlin thing happened, and I was like, oh, yeah, who is not going to be there. So, we expected at least Teddy Bridgewater. He he messes his finger up, dislocates his pinky, and now we have a seventh-round pick in Skylar Thompson. It's not looking good down here.
1: Channing, look, we all want to get our money, right? You wanted to get your money. I always want to get my money, and you still want to get your money. Tua's yet to get his money. What's going to happen down in Miami in his future at the quarterback spot with, like you said, these continual concussions, the lightest thing happened?
0: He's out for six, seven weeks. They got decisions to make. Oh, I, that, that is a situation that Chris Greer and this Dolphin organization have to figure out. I would want to say, what do they do with the whole, the whole quarterback room? Because you have Tua, and think about it. He was balling. He gets hurt. The Dolphins are terrible. He comes back. He plays a six-game stretch at MVP-level quarterbacking. He was in the talks of the MVP race at the time after he comes back from the first concussion. Then he gets hurt again, and then you, you, know, you see what happened with the Dolphins, and their offense is nothing right now, even with all the talent. So what do you do? Because this is his last year of his deal coming up, then he can get that, you know. Then he can get, um, you know, free the um the 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 red shirt, not the red shirt, the uh um, the tag and all that stuff. The franchise and, tag. But do you lock into him for a quarter billion dollars? Because that's what quarterbacks are making right now. Do you lock into a guy that you don't know is going to be able to play? Do you bring in a veteran quarterback that's going to compete with him? Like I saw something about Tom Brady. Do you have Tom Brady competing with Tua? Do you have Tua competing with Tom Brady? It's unfair on both sides with wh- who they are and what they are in their careers. So I would say if I have to answer that question, if the Dolphins asked me, which I don't know why they would, but if they were, I would say pump your brakes on giving Tua that $250 million deal because of the fact that if he's available, he's worth it, but we don't know his availability as of now throughout his entire career.
1: You know, I was telling Max earlier, Max asked me what would I do if I was running the team? I'd say I'd have to go to Stephen Ross and, and you know, whoever, and, and have the conversation about honoring to his contract till it ends and making sure he gets all his money, even on the option. We would pick up the fifth-year option, give him his money, and then have to tell him at the end of the day, we care more about your health than you do playing quarterback for us, and we would have to move on um, because the concussion situation is very serious to me. Health issues is very, very serious, and I know he hadn't gotten the bag, and he's played at an MVP level, and maybe this is just a, a bump in the road and it'll go away from here, but I'm not willing to take that chance. I'm not willing to.
0: Yeah, Channing. Oh, no, man. And, 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 but that's the thing, too. If, like you're saying, let's hypothetically say you're the Dolphins, and the Dolphins make that decision, Keith. Are the other 31 teams going to feel that same way? Because we're going to give him the rest of his money, but another team might say – Okay, we don't know about his health, but let's bring him in as a backup. He's not going to play that much already. But then what if he was to beat out that starter cuz like I say he has he has starter ability. So, you're thinking about Tua Tonga Loa, if he's ready to hang it up. And I'm with you, Keith. Sometimes we know it. You got to protect players from themselves. But you can't end the guy's career unless 32 teams decide that I'm not No, gonna I no I get guy.
1: no I get the other teams could fall in love and be like, "Okay, okay, okay, okay." I'm just talking about the blood on my hands as an organization having to deal with that situation. Because once you get one, you've been in the league, man, you know. Once you get one, then you get two, then you get three. It may go away for a few months. The moment you take a shot, when them big old Domicon soos landing on you and Aaron Donald's dumping you on your head, now I just gave you $150
3: They didn't protect him, Channing, when – you know, from himself, when he suffered, I- I'll call it a concussion. They can say it's not documented. He cleared protocol. It was a neurological event when he staggered and then fell and then said it was his, le- his back or his leg. Come on, right? He-, he got his bell rung. Four days later, I counted it. A hundred hours after that happened, he's back in the game. And from the fight game, I know. You don't do that because when it happens twice in a row without a lot of time in between, it like rewires you. So I think what Key is pointing out is the organization failed him in that respect and has a certain kind of responsibility to take care of him now. Right? How do you feel about that whole situation?
0: Yeah, I I can I can see that approach, but we know this is a league, we know this is a business. We know that if they try to make right financially by Tua, that's taking money out of the real starting quarterback's pocket. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, morally right. I Exactly what y'all are saying. I understand what you're saying. But would a team make that decision, which will be putting their success back a couple years? Because right. now they have to go find another quarterback. Now they got to pay somebody. If they want to bring in, and you hear the rumors, the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, the, the older guys that want to, you know, maybe move to a team. Are they going to sacrifice their success well, on the field to make it right by Tua? Listen, I work with the Dolphins. I trust those guys. Chris Greer actually drafted me. He was a part of the organization. I don't know if an organization makes that decision. Channing hmm.
3: Crowder, former Dolphins linebacker. He is among the stars, including Ryan Clark, on the Pivot podcast. Yeah, you can follow I, him I, yeah I saw a little bit Crowder. of that Pivot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw a little bit that pivot, Kevin Hart. Man, I. <laughs> you That's wild a boy, hey, man. You're a wild boy like though.
0: Pivot's good podcast.
1: No, man, I, I love vacations, Y'all don't like vacations. I love that vacation. I love it, but you know, you know how it go. You know, I left that alone a hey, little man.
0: bit. Shannon, there is <laughs> no <laughs> shame the right? like confidence his game you need proud. just to just to walk in your. Floor. Oh no, but I can. God, hey, I can, Hey, I got steam. that. I ain't worried about that. <laughs> 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 yep. Sometimes you gotta throw your chest back. Sometimes you gotta pull your pass down. You know it's a
3: different thing. That do. This is a family show now, Channing. i don't know hey, what you you do over yeah. there on the pivot. This is a family show. Channing hey, Craddell, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, good talking to you, Channing. All right, shit. free states out oh, anytime. God. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Big. Max. Guys, right, talk about keeping it 100. I say keep it 90. Kids, give yourself some wiggle room. We're
1: back. I was 130 with him. 6 a.m. Greeny. That
0: wasn't up. A 100. 130. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.